Good morning, my name is Michael Lopes. For those who do not know me, I am the director of men's ministry here at Grace Community Church. Hi, I'm Riley Nees. Hello, I am Taylor. And I'm Taryn, and this is Student Driven Sunday, and it's a Sunday where all of the students lead. And we have a few announcements for you guys. In three weeks, the new year begins in our children's department. That means people like, we need people like you to step forward and teach our children. We need 12 people for our Wednesday Awana program, seven people to care for babies in our nursery, and 34 people to teach and assist in classrooms on Sunday. Um, please stop by the table on the patio today and see where you might be able to serve. The commitment would um, be as little as an hour and a half per month, and children need to know and hear about Jesus, and the only way that that can happen is if, is, is if someone um, like you tells them. <laughs> if you did not catch that, um, these three ladies are sisters, and I have the privilege of making announcements with them. As we enter the land, that is, as we move down to our new property, we are continually giving to the Lord to raise funds so that we can uh, develop the new campus. Um, how do we participate in that? Well, one, we continually for those of you who are making a continuing, <laughs> I'm losing all my words already. It must be these lovely ladies up here with me. Anyhow, um, one way we do it is by giving on a regular basis. And I know some of you who are doing that, please continue to do that. Another way that we can um, uh, participate in developing the campus is by making a free will offering. In your bulletins, we have an insert called One Body, Many Gifts. And uh, this um, free will offering is going to two things. One, it is going to meet the criteria set down by the city of Isaiah so that we can move into our administration building. The other thing that it's going to is uh, going to a fund for our new, for our new multi-purpose building. And you say, well, how can I get involved with that? Let me tell you. At the conclusion of the service, go to the back wall and take a look. On it are envelopes with numbers on it. And the numbers indicate what it is you would be willing to give. And that giving is going to be held on um, September 28th. You can actually give before that if you want to. And that is our Celebration Sunday. And it's that day that we're going to celebrate what the Lord is doing in and through us. So we would ask that you'd go back there, ask the Lord how, how it is that you can participate, what, it is that, what amount that you can give to this uh, free will offering on that day. Um, let me uh, remind us this. In all that we do here at Grace Community Church, in all that we do to enter the land, we seek to honor, to love, and to worship our Lord Jesus Christ. It is all for his glory. Welcome new visitors that are new to our church. Ushers have a welcome packet, and it has information about Grace Community Church. It has a free coupon for a drink and pastry from our cafe. Please raise your hand and our ushers will hand you one. 
Let us stand as we worship our God together.
Good morning. My name is Caitlin Tilly, and I'm an eighth grader at Valley Oak. At school, I'm involved in soccer, volleyball, track, leadership, and the marching band. 
Outside of school, I'm on a soccer team, come to church, enjoy hanging out with my family and friends. I'm currently attending the junior high youth group here at Grace. I couldn't ask for a better youth pastor. Eric Putman always connects with us through all of his messages and yet still has fun with us along the way. I enjoy being part of a small group where I can connect with other girls that are going through junior high as well. I love that we can grow closer to the Lord together and I'm thankful that whenever we have struggles, we talk about each other and know that we will always be there for one another. When I was five, I attended the VBS here at Grace. My group was heading to Bible Adventure. Bible Adventure is when volunteers act out scenes from the Bible. The story they were acting out was Jesus' crucifixion. At five years old, the thing that struck me the most was knowing that Jesus Christ died upon the cross for my sins. The description of nails going through his hands and thorns upon his head made me realize that he loves and cares for me more than I could ever imagine. This past summer, I got the opportunity to go to Hume Lake with our youth group. The speaker, Adam, shared a touching story of a young man who was diagnosed, diagnosed with cancer four times. This teenager went through chemo, two bone marrow transplants, and on the fourth time, was given a timeline of only three short months to live. This boy kept asking what he could do to make God's name known within those 90 days. He then went on to speak in front of thousands and thousands of people proclaiming the name of the Lord. After hearing Adam speak, it hit me that as a young, healthy teenage girl, I need to proclaim the name of the Lord every chance I get. I brought home the realization that I never know when my last day is going to be, therefore I need to fill every day to the fullest. Two verses that help me with my walk with Christ are Matthew 6, 19-21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and thieves can break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Psalm 16, 7 through 8. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jacob Candy, and I am in the seventh grade and go to Sundale. In junior high, I am looking forward to the new junior high activities I get to participate in and the new things that I will learn about Christ. So far, some of the things that I have enjoyed in the junior high ministry would be going to Hume Lake, the Allen water, water Park trip in Fresno, and Wednesday midweek. I've also enjoyed the worship team on Sunday mornings. The theme at summer camp this year was Acts, which was based off Saul becoming Paul and to not be afraid of death, because the Lord is always with us and he has a plan for us. What I liked most about summer camp was Adam, who was the speaker, because he had many encouraging stories and words that he shared during chapel, and I also enjoyed the rec games. God has been working in my life by showing me Christ in a new way. For example, I am no longer afraid of what people are going to think of me for believing in him. He has shown me that I am never alone, and he is always with me. Going into the fall, this impacts me because now I want to tell more people about Christ. And I want others to know that I'm a Christian, but I also want them to be a Christian also.
A verse that Hume liked that stuck to me was 1 Peter 5, 8, which states, Watch out. Your enemy, the devil, is, pr is prying around like a roaring lion waiting to devour someone. Thank you. Well, good morning. If you haven't figured it out yet, today is Student Driven Sunday. And uh, thank you, Caitlin and Jacob, for sharing just how God's working in your life. Hearing stories like that, to me, it never really gets old, ever. I just love hearing uh, how God is working uh, in these young students. And uh, throughout the service, you're going to hear from the high school ministry and the college age ministry as well. If you don't know me, my name is Eric Putman. I am the pastor of Junior High Ministries. And I just want to share a little bit about what we have been doing. We had an incredible summer. We've had a great year so far. And, um, you know, testimonies like this are a big reason why the summer's been so great, just seeing how God's working. And I was just sitting there uh, as we were doing worship and watching these, these young students lead us in worship and give their, their testimonies. And I realized this is why I went into youth ministry, because God is working in this generation, and they're using their gifts to honor him. Throughout the summer, uh, we've been going through the Old Testament, and we've been taking a look at different characters in the Old Testament and just how uh, people who were bold and daring and, and stood up for their faith. And as they just talked about, uh, we went to Hume Lake a few weeks ago, and every year there's a different theme. And this year the theme was, who are you living to make known? And we went through the life of Paul and, and how once he started living for God, he never looked back. Paul would do anything and everything to make God's name known and not Paul's, no matter the consequence and how he ultimately gave up his life to make God's name known. That was his legacy. And the truth is, that's a really tough decision for a junior high student to make. Uh, in our world today, you know, that's a tough decision for anyone to make in this kind of me first world is who are we living to make known, ourselves or God? And it's kind of a convicting question when I ask it to myself. And it's kind of the challenge I kind of want to challenge all of us with. And the question I have for all of us today is, who are you living to make known? Are you living to make your name known or to make God's name known? And my hope and prayer is that we all say, you know, as Christians, it is our job and our duty to make God's name known no matter what. So my next question for you is, how are you doing that? How are we making God's name known? with our coworkers or our neighbors, our family, our friends here in the church, how are we sharing God's name with others? And I just wanna challenge you to do that. We see that by people serving in different ministries. We see that by people evangelizing. It can be as something as simple as working with children or student ministries or, or whatever it may be. But that's the question and the challenge. How are you making God's name known? Many of our students came back from camp and this year have decided they wanted to do that. They want to step out in faith no matter the consequence, no matter whether they lose friends, no matter uh, the peer pressure, what that, that may look like, they want to make God's name known. And as a junior high student, I think that's pretty amazing. And I think they're going to do amazing things. This verse stuck out to me. It was kind of our theme verse for camp, Acts 20, 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. 
So thank you, all of you, for all your prayers and all your support for our student ministries. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Parents, thank you for letting us play a part in your students' lives as they just grow in their relationship with God. And all of you who volunteer, thank you for serving. And if you aren't serving, I just want to ask you, why aren't you serving? And, and where could you possibly uh, be doing that in the near future? Thank you so much.
Let's pray together. Oh Lord, we are filled with joy this morning when we think about, when we sing about your unfailing love. When we think about the lengths that you came from heaven's throne down to earth to the forsaken cross, from perfection itself, you took on our imperfections, our sin, and you bore them on that cross. That is amazing love. But Lord, we also come with a heavy heart this morning when we think about our suffering brothers and sisters in Iraq. Lord, we earnestly pray for peace in the Middle East and for religious freedoms around the world. Many are experiencing persecution, hardship, and sword. But we cling to your word, your word that says that neither persecution or hardship or sword can separate. It says that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ. And so even in this terrible situation, we know that their love that you have is not separated from them. And so may their faith and your unfailing love be a light to the world, that the world will see this faith and say, this is a faith that is not of this world. And may they see that Jesus, as the Son of God, the glorified Son of God, and may we also have this kind of faith. Help us, Lord. Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings this morning, it is just a small expression of our gratitude towards you for the abundant blessings you've given us. The most abundant blessing is Jesus, your only Son. In him, we have this unfailing love. In him, this love is not separated from us. So let it be Jesus who we give thanks for. Let it be Jesus who we give thanks to. And let it be Jesus who we serve with our lives. It's in his name we pray. Amen.
morning. My name is Stephen Elliott. I am the pastor of high school ministries here at Grace, and with me is Grayson Canterbury. Grayson is a junior at El Diamante High School. Uh, Grayson, why don't you share with us a little bit about the, some of the things that you've been involved in and served in this, this year? This year was my first year on a worship team, and about once or twice a month, we would lead worship in high school ministries. I also had the opportunity to go to Mexico on our missions trip for the second time this year, where I helped with a vacation Bible school and also did some construction work at an orphanage and a school. And just a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity for the first time to go to beach camp. All right, busy boy. Uh, Grayson, the Lord tends to really teach us and, and really direct us in those set kind of settings. And was there anything specifically that he taught you that you would like to share with us? Well, at beach camp this year, I was part of the worship team, or one of the worship teams. And I had been on the worship team all year, so I just expected it to be like, you know, the same thing. But it was extremely different because we led worship at least once a day. And along with all the screaming that comes with the sporting events and singing every day, I began to lose my voice. And that kind of freaked me out because I, I wanted to sound good in front of all my friends, in front of the youth group. And um, I became very self-conscious about that. This bothered me for a couple days. And um, after a while, after talking with some of my friends and praying alone and with my worship team, I realized that the way we sounded, the way I sounded, really didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was super good or super bad, because what we were doing on that stage was worshiping God. Um, he really, he taught me that we weren't on stage to perform. We weren't on stage to entertain. We were on stage to lead our, worship, uh, lead our youth group in worship. And um, on the last night that my team got to lead worship, we were singing, and I just thought to myself, wow, this is, this is so cool. I am standing up here worshiping God among all of my best friends. That's neat. Does anything stand out as a, as a highlight from this year? Um, a major highlight for me this year was um, at beach camp, I got to be baptized on the last day. And um, what made it even better was that I was baptized the same day as my brother. Now, being baptized, I publicly displayed that I would lead my life following Christ. And because my brother was doing it at the same time, I was leading my life in Christ with my brother, but not only my brother, but my brother in Christ. And um, I thought that was really cool. That is neat. And uh, kind of finally in closing, is there anything that you'd like to say to us, the congregation, that's either an, uh, an encouragement or even a challenge to us based on what you've learned? Well, at one night, our speaker, Casey, at Beach Camp said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is clearly Christ, which is sometimes difficult to keep as our main thing in the busyness of life. So what he told us was that one way we could try to keep God as our main thing was by praying. And he shared this verse, Luke 5, 29. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So I would challenge everyone, including myself, to find a place in time where they can spend time in prayer with God every day. All right. Thanks, Grayson. This is Caroline McLaren. She is a sophomore, and she is homeschooled. Uh, Caroline, tell us about some of the things that you've been involved in and, and served in this year. 
Well, this year I had lots of opportunities to serve. Um, one of the main areas that I served in was um, my parents' art group. Um, the family that co-leads with my parents has two small children, and um, I have been babysitting them during our group. Um, without me being able to babysit, they would not be able to lead an art group. So I've been very blessed to serve them that way this year. Um, I also served on the high school mission to Mexico trip and the family mission to Mexico trip, and I also was involved in beach camp. All right. And Caroline, same question to you. Is there things, uh, you know, the Lord really does teach us and direct us in those settings where some of the things that you've said you've been a part of, is there anything that he's taught you that you would like to share with us? Um, well, this year God has really taught me to listen to his voice in the itty-bitty details of life. Um, and then he followed that up at beach camp this year by teaching me that I need to live by my faith and not by my feelings. Um, he said that, our, the speaker at um, beach camp said that our feelings are, our feelings are so unpredictable. We never know how we're going to feel from one day to the next, but our faith is very, very reliable. Um, and so, um, we um, see God clearly when we choose to follow our faith over our feelings. Does anything stand out as a highlight from this year? Um, there's not one specific thing because there was a ton of highlights this year. Mm -hmm. But um, I really grew in my faith this year, serving others, going to beach camp, hanging out with the other kids at, um, in the high school group. And that, all of those things combined really grew my faith this year. And so that's kind of been my highlight. And finally, is there anything that you'd like to share with us, the congregation, that would either uh, either as an encouragement or as a challenge uh, to us based on your experiences? Um, I challenge all of us to listen for God's voice in the itty-bitty details of life. And then to not stop there, but to keep going and live by our faith and not by our feelings. Because um, when we live by our faith, God rewards us because that's what he's called us to do. Well, as, as we said, there is so much to talk about, and there's so many experiences that these students have had, so, uh, and we can't really put it all into one service or anything like that, so I do encourage you to uh, find some of these students and ask them some of these same questions. They would be more than happy to share with you. Uh, I ask these students the, the, the last question specifically because I know how their lives both encourage me as I watch them, and I know how their lives challenge me as I watch them. Uh, you see, they encourage me because I see how they live their lives for the Lord, and how they have a deep desire to love God and love others. And in the same way, they challenge me because I see how they live their lives for the Lord, and how they have a deep desire to love God and love others. I believe that the Lord guides and directs them, especially in camp settings and in, in missions, uh, because they make it a priority to put themselves in places where they hear God's voice and where they can be used by him and where they will be challenged by him. You see, they are purposeful and intentional in their service to our Lord and in their relationship with him. Uh, something that continues to also challenge me, uh, in verse Timothy 4.12, this is a verse that uh, is very applicable to a lot of students. And it says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set, the believers, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And the application of this verse is, is obvious for students. Uh, but I believe that there's an application for us who are uh, a little older as well. And that is that uh, we need to 
look to these young people, not just as, you know, it's, it's just the youth, but we need to see uh, the ones who are living their life for the Lord, not just think, oh, that's, that's really nice, good for them, but we need to be challenged by that because Scripture itself shows that they can be examples to us, and so we need to see them as, an, as examples. I hope this morning that they encourage you, but I also hope that they challenge you to do the same thing that they have done, uh, to set time aside, to be intentional in your service uh, for the Lord, and to be intentional in your desire to grow in your relationship with Him. Uh, you see, these students are very busy. They have a lot going on in their schedule. You parents know that about them, and yet they still take time to serve the Lord and to be used by Him. Uh, they have to say no to a lot of things in order to say yes to God, and so my encouragement and my challenge for all of us is to do the exact same thing this morning. So thank you, and thank you for being such a wonderful part of these students' lives.
to share with you this morning that um, um, what has been going on with me this year um, in satellite ministry and um, first off I'd like to start off with um, this past April um, a few of us got the opportunity to go to Las Vegas Nevada and um, spend time there and um, serve and are giving our services to um, the homeless and um, we had the opportunity to go to one of the rescue missions there and serve um, I'll just say that I'm very, I get very nervous when um, I'm around new things and new experiences. And definitely this trip was out of my comfort zone, um, going to a, a mission, a rescue mission like this and serving. And um, so one thing I learned during the first day we were there, we went and served dinner to um, homeless and at the rescue mission. and. I got put on the floor, so I, I was a little nervous, um, uh, scared at, at times, and so what I was doing was uh, picking up people's trays after they finished and bringing them to the front for them to get cleaned, and um, somehow I ended up with a bottle of hot sauce in my hand going around serving hot sauce, so I had to interact more with um, the people that were there, and um, just... Uh, the Lord showed me that day that there's nothing to be afraid of, there's no... You sh um, he was there with me, um, kind of just encouraging me to um, get out of my comfort zone, serve, and uh, just be a light to those that were there, um, just eat, there for a meal. And, you know, I may be the only Jesus they meet. Um, and so it just, it was comforting to know that Jesus was there with me and helping me get, be pushed out of my comfort zone. Um, and the next day that we were there, we spent 12 hours on the streets of Las Vegas with only a bus pass and $2. And that was nerve-wracking to me because I get hungry really easily, and I had $2 to spend for food. <laughs> so um, just by the end of the day, I was just tired and exhausted. And I, you know, we ran across a lady named Cindy, um, and she kind of shared her story a little bit with us. And she had been homeless for many years, and... Um, she had recently been sick, and you could tell that she was sick. She was really skinny. Um, she was still coughing a lot. And she just shared with us that um, she's been moving around a lot. And um, to me, it just really touched my heart because I get to go home to a warm bed when I'm sick. I get to have sometimes my mom make me a meal. or And where does she get to go? She on the streets. And it just it was it really was heartbreaking to me, but she was a blessing to me. Um, because she just keeps on going and um, 
yeah, and it just was opening, eye-opening to me. And that whole experience, just God taught me to push myself out of my comfort zone and really um, serve those in need. And um, also this summer, I got the opportunity to go to Ski Wake and Surf um, with Satellite and um, had the lovely opportunity of going out on the boats and um, talking with the boat drivers. Um, and just, it's fun to experience time with them and um, them set example for us and just having a good conversations and fellowship with them. Um, and also we had the opportunity to hear from uh, Michael Lopes and Christine DeHaan and um, they had a lot of awesome things to share with us as college students and career aged. And um, some of the things that stood out to me was when Christine um, shared that you know, finding our identity in Christ through the hard times, um, we should have a positive attitude, you know, because that can go a long way and it can change our attitude towards things and um, just looking to Christ for guidance. Um, and that just really stuck out to me. And there was a few things that Michael shared as well that um, along with um, being in community and um, serving one another in community, because uh, when sin can break down community, but as if we follow Christ and we have our identity in Christ, we can help serve one another and, and fellowship, and which is awesome to go to satellite and see that and on Thursday nights and fellowship with one another. And just it's, a, it's an uplifting thing, and it's, bless, it's a blessing to me. And one verse that Michael shared um, was Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Is there any encouragement from belonging, for, from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest into others. So it's just really encouraging me that um, as a church, we can come together and worship and encourage one another and that's what Satellite and this church is doing for me. So thank you. Good morning. What a great day. What a great day. Um, my name is Nate Scroggins. For those of you that don't know me, um, I'm involved here at Grace Community Church through our satellite ministry. Um, and for those of you that shop at Costco, I work there as well. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just dive right into this. I'm going to share a little bit um, about my testimony and the last year or so of my life. Um, so we're going to just jump back to last October and the years or the months leading up to that. Um, I was going through a really rough time um, asking myself questions, you know, like, who is Nate Scroggins, and what does Nate Scroggins do for fun, and like, you know, who, who am I? Who am I? Does he ride a bike for fun? <laughs> um, and so I was really blind to my identity. Um, I just felt an emptiness inside and decided that, you know, it's time for me to find myself. But um, I turned and I said, you know, God, I don't need you to find me. I want to find myself aside from Christ, and I don't, I don't need you, God, to, to lead me. So with that, um, I set out on this journey to find myself 
um, in the world and what the world could bring and give to me. Um, so I started hanging out with people from work that I shouldn't have and doing things I shouldn't have. And in an attempt to find myself in the world, um, I extinguished my witness for Christ. Um, I used parties and drugs or alcohol to extinguish what the love that I had for Christ. So I stopped going to church, you know, um, so I could sleep in from the parties the night before. Um, I had just cut church out altogether. So we're going to jump forward uh, to about April. Um, I, I decided, you know, the parties, the alcohol, it's not, it doesn't give me what I, what I need. I still had just an emptiness. Um, so I, I decided, you know, I'll go to satellite. I went once, and going once a month turned into twice, twice turned into every, every week. Um, and just going for the sheer fellowship of other believers. It's, it's really the people behind me and the other students that make it what it is. So we'll jump forward to July now. Um, I'd, I'd quit most of my habits, um, you know, but still wanting to live this crazy life um, and not submit to Jesus. And so I was at Satellite, and Corey was prepping us for um, the Satellite Ski wake and surf trip that was coming up um, and the theme was identity and uh, Corey mentioned a verse Psalms 139 23 through 24 search me O God and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts point out anything in me that offends you and lead me on the path of everlasting life and reading that verse I get a little choked up because I was trying to hide my heart from God. I was trying to give it to the world um, and saying, God, you're, you're not worth it. Um, so it was definitely a verse that it still stays with me. Um, and so mid-July, uh, satellite summer ski wake surf came up and I had one plan and that was to wakeboard. I was not going for God. I was not going for the cute summer camp feeling that you always get. I was going for vacation. It was vacation time for me. Um, but it was no use. God had met me on the water. He met me through the boat drivers. He met me through the fellowship. He met me through our speakers, Christine DeHaan and Michael Lopes, expressing our identity, not in ourselves, but in Christ. So I'm going to ask you guys, um, how do other, others identify you? Maybe it's your job, your attitude, um, 
how many figures you have in the bank, how many figures you can spend. Or maybe it's the kindness and the love of Jesus Christ that you show to others through simple actions. Or not making something about yourself, but through Jesus Christ. All because of one act. Um, and so, I was talking with Jared Irvine the day we got home from this ski trip. And I just had a, a thought in my head that, uh, just a profound thought. thought. And um, I said, if, if in the time that I was rebelling against Christ and, and had shown God to everyone who I came into contact with, and they had taken something, and they had shown that to someone else. And from there, that person showed it to someone else. And so on and so forth. How many people would come to see the love of Jesus Christ? And because of one, one action. So how do others identify you? This last Thursday, um, Corey had said a verse uh, that Satellite was born on, and um, I'd never heard it before, and it was uh, Acts 2.42. And they dev devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all those who believed were together and had things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. So how do others identify you? What, what can you get plugged into? Instead of thinking, you know, what is in it for me? Think, how, how can God use me? Where can I get plugged in? And ultimately, how many lives will God touch? Those, those answers are far greater than you can count. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Brittany, everybody else who shared, and all of these young faces on the platform this morning. We serve a God without limits. We shouldn't be surprised when our youth can do this, and yet sometimes we are. Um, I sometimes limit people, and I've, I've learned a long time ago not to put limits on God, but he's just teaching me not to put limits on his people. We can accomplish a lot. So they did a great job this morning. I'm just going to wrap this up. I have a story to tell. Because see, I said that I learned a long, time ago, a long time ago not to put limits on God, and yet I still make those same mistakes. 
It was July 19th, and I was out in the morning mowing my yard. Guys, maybe you could relate. Ladies, if you mow the yard at home, maybe you could relate. But while I mow the lawn, I often pray and talk to God. And this particular morning, I was talking to God through prayer about many things going on in our congregation. Um, I prayed for Joel Headland. He's a pastor in town that had brain cancer, or used to be in town. Um, he had brain cancer, and I was praying for him, and, and just the recent update on Facebook that they had done another CT scan, and after some treatments, they couldn't find it. And I was praising God for the miracle of healing, and yet I was distracted, because as I mowed the lawn, I couldn't help but be reminded of this drought we're in in California, which is a real frustration. If you take care of the yard or the flower beds, you know that those effects are showing up out there. Um, so while I was praying, I was distracted because I was mowing dead grass. And it was very, um, quite frustrating to me. So, so I made a plea to God, and I said, God, you are the God that heals brain cancer. You can bring rain to this dry land. And I'm not, you know, the story doesn't have a great middle, but it has a good ending. Because I'm going to fast forward about 12 hours, and that night we were in Fresno picking up our exchange student from the airport. And we were telling him as he got off the plane to be prepared because it is very hot and it is very dry in California right now. And he should be prepared for that. And when we walked outside, me and my t-shirt and shorts dragging his luggage, it began to pour rain. And 12 hours, I had already forgotten the conversation I had had with God, and I found myself frustrated because I am not a liar, Marius. It is really dry in California. We are in a drought. It is normally very, very hot. It doesn't pour rain on us, and it poured rain on my clean car, on me, on his luggage. And the moment I was reminded about that conversation that morning, I was nearly brought to my knees. You are the God that can heal brain cancer. You can bring rain to this dry land. We shouldn't put limits on God, and we shouldn't limit his people. This past week in Satellite, I had an opportunity to teach on worship, and so what we did is we decided just to not have music that night, which is kind of weird because everybody showed up and we said, okay, tonight we're going to give a lesson on worship, but the band took the night off. That's kind of a strange thing to say, and I got a couple awkward glances. So we had set up stations, one for prayer, one for scripture reading, um, we had one for communion, and we had one for acts of service, and e each one got visited that night, and everybody prayed, took communion, discussed acts of service, and read scripture together. And at the end, I had an opportunity to talk about another thing that we do as worship, and that is giving, right? Well, what better opportunity to introduce Satellite to the One Body, Many Gifts campaign going on here at Grace? So I, I came out to the worship center before, and I had to pick an envelope. And to be honest with you, the first envelope that came to mind was five. Because I thought, five dollars, we can do that. But then I was reminded that, that Satellite was founded upon Acts 2.42, which is the verse that, that Nathan read for you. And so I reached up and I grabbed 242 and I thought, oh boy, this is a commitment. Um, and I hadn't discussed it with my wife. And I thought, I'm committing satellite to this, so if they don't come through, 
my wife and I are going to give this money. So I took it in, and remember, I think I put limits on God's people far too often, and I introduced it, and I told everybody in satellite, even some of those that attend satellite that don't attend Grace on Sunday mornings, because we do have some young adults who just come here on Thursday nights, and I told them that everything that happens in satellite ministry starts here in this worship center with the financial contributions and the prayers that are committed by the people of grace. And this is an opportunity for us to give back. And so I presented the envelope by saying, we as a ministry are committing to $242 over the next month. So when I'm done, please come up and put money in this envelope and we will take an offering each week. No worries. I reminded them that they were to put money in and not take money out. So they were prepared for that. So the envelope sat up there, and when it was, when it was over, when the people had stopped giving, um, I pulled one of the young adults in, and I said, we need to do this offering. Can you count with me? And then we're going to put it in the safe. And as we began to count, we reached the $200 mark, and I was surprised. And I said, if this envelope has $242 in it, boy, what kind of testimony would that be? And God said, no, 242 wasn't the number. We ended the night with two, oh, hello. We ended the night, I don't know whether to continue or stop, thank you. <laughs> that was my cue that people are getting hungry, it's time to go to lunch. <laughs> anyway, we ended the night with $263.11. And I learned, and I learned not to limit his people. See, we put limits on God, and we shouldn't. We put limits on his people, particularly youth. As I look at the junior high, the high school, and the young adults on the, on the platform up here, I think to myself, what an awesome ministry they have. We as a society, we look to youth. Culture worships youth, and they can take the gospel message of Christ to places we could never take it as adults. So keep going. Keep up the good work. Thank you. For being here this morning. I want to leave you with this verse, and then we're going to watch a slideshow that kind of highlights um, our missions and our camps. It's just a highlight. Please ask people on the platform or any of us about the great things that happen on our missions trips and our camps. But I want to leave you with this verse to wrap up my thoughts this morning. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and not all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Thank you for your support of our ministries. Thank you for allowing us to share with you this morning. Enjoy this slideshow, and we will wrap up our morning. Thank you. God is doing some amazing things, amen? And what you see this morning on the slideshow, and what you heard from these great students who spoke quite eloquently, I might say, um, is just, just a small taste of what God is doing in the lives of these students and what God is doing through these students. And so I just want to take some time to thank, we want to thank the volunteers, the leaders, you, the congregation, for loving these students, for investing in them, and the next generation, that you believe that God will do a mighty work, but no, my friends, that God is doing a mighty work right now in the lives of these students. So we thank you. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you.
I also have the great privilege to work with these three gentlemen, uh, Corey, Stephen, and Eric. And it is a great privilege for me to work with them. They give so much to your students. They're so selfless. And I just want to thank you for being great role models, examples of Christ, and mentors to these students. So thank you for all your hard work. And finally, it wouldn't be student ministries without, yes, students. So thank you for being such an inspiration and encouragement to us all students. Thank you very much. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you for working in the lives of these students and working through these students. We ask that you continue to guide them and may they hold fast to you. You are our rock and we cling to you. We love you, we thank you. It's in your name we pray, amen. God's blessings upon you today.